Those functions are really how a cell gets rid of toxins day in, day out. So unless you reestablish them, you will not fix yourself permanently. The Unbeatable Mind Summit is coming soon, and I encourage you to explore the lineup of inspirational speakers for this incredible three-day event. You'll hear from leading health experts Mark Sisson and Dr. Kirk Parsley. Be inspired by Ashley Horner, Andy Stump, and Joshua Mance, all of whom I have interviewed recently on my podcast. You'll also engage your Kokoro spirit with J.P. Sears and yoga master Gary Kraskow. This event will be an experience like no other, as we intend to guide you in climbing your personal five mountains through integrated practices and exercise. You'll also immerse yourself in uncovering your why ethos with the help of certified Unbeatable Mind coaches so you can design your battle plan for 2018. Now, space is very limited, so register now before it's too late. Visit summit.unbeatablemind.com. That's summit, S-U-M-M-I-T, dot unbeatablemind.com. And you can save $200 off the registration price by entering the code PODCAST200 at checkout. I sincerely hope to see you there. Hey folks, this is Mark Devine with the Unbeatable Mind Podcast. Welcome back to the show. So glad you could join me today. Appreciate your time. I do not take it lightly because I know you're super busy and there's 101,000 things vying for your attention. So like I said, I really appreciate it. Today is going to be a super interesting show. I've got Dr. Pompa on with me, Dr. Daniel Pompa, and we'll get into um, who he is in a, in a moment. But before I start, please, if you haven't, rate the show on iTunes. As I've mentioned before, it really helps others who maybe don't know about us find us. So if you rate it on iTunes, um, also we're available now on Google Play and Stitcher and SoundCloud. So if you'd like to listen from those sources, then have at it. All right. And I love getting your feedback. Please send any feedback to include what you'd like to hear, any other potential guests you'd like to hear. If you enjoy my solo cast, what you'd like me to talk about, that type of stuff, send that feedback to info at unbeatablemind.com, info at unbeatablemind.com, and just reference podcast input or ideas or feedback in the subject line. Cool. All right. So Dr. Daniel Pompa is a brilliant nutritionist who focuses on detox and fasting and all sorts of things that are interesting to us. Uh, many of you know that I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting, and I try to implement that pretty weekly in my life. So Dr. Pompa, is, uh, he's an educator to other you know, medical professionals as well as the public, and he's the founder of the uh, Cellular Detox Program, the author of the Cellular, Cellular, that's hard to say, Healing Diet. Anyways, lots and lots of cool things I think that uh, we're going to learn from Dr. Pompa today. So, Daniel, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I love being here and I love your, uh, your topics and what you do. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, you know, we always like to start with the who behind the what or before the what. So, you know, where, where are you from and, um, you know, what were some of your early influences? And, and tell us a little bit about, you know, Daniel Pompa. Yeah, I mean, I, I live in Park City, Utah, but I, I was actually born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I've been here five years. No doubt the athletic lifestyle attracted me. But, uh, you know, I can do what I do from anywhere. Um, I do, I, you know, I coach virtually now. So I see people with really hard, unexplainable illnesses and challenges. Uh, you know, that's pretty much what I do. But I do it virtually from Skype. So my, my folks are from all over the planet, honestly. But my passion has been teaching doctors to do what I do in my cellular healing and cellular detox and, uh, you know, it all came out of uh, from pain to purpose for me. I, I didn't choose it. Uh, mm -hmm. It hit, hit. I was functioning uh, as a very successful chiropractor and uh, mm -hmm. life as I know came to a screeching halt and I had to figure out my own stuff. <laughs> it started with fatigue. So, and then it went to more unexplainable things. So tell me, um, I mean, what, what was that like for you? Like, what was the fatigue? I mean, how did you, how did that show up and what were your first mm -hmm. steps in trying to overcome? It? Yeah. You know, I, I actually was in the best shape of my life. I, I was, um, you know, an expert cyclist. Uh, I was racing mountain bikes at the expert level and I rode biking. I was just a cat three, but, um, I was 
really fit at the time. And so when I started getting fatigue, I thought I was just overtraining like most athletes would, right? And then I stepped back um, like we should, and then it didn't go away. I, I would go out um, on a five-mile ride and just be wiped out fatigued. And then it became, well, then it went to headaches, then insomnia, mm-hmm. then panic attacks. Then I became allergic to every food that I ate and couldn't understand why. And then then it uh, went to like just uncontrollable anger, irritability. I, I literally became somebody I, I didn't even know. And I had two young kids at the time, boys, and um, you know, I couldn't even handle them crying. It's, that was how bad it was. And so that sent me on obviously uh, a search and it was a four year search, honestly, before I actually tracked down what was going on. What was your diet at the time? I mean, what, what was your typical, you know, meal plan? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'd have to say it was a really good diet. It was, you know, I, I, practiced what I preach. Uh, I was, um, you know, mostly organic, um, <laughs> grass-fed meat. I mean, honestly, uh, my diet was good. Wow. So your diet was fine so, and y- there was no other, um, I mean, you weren't overtraining, could have been overtraining or what, what, is there anything that you can point to that kind of triggered this, this situation in your life? Well, I said it took me four years to figure it out. Well, one, uh, I was searching online at one point and I found something called Mad Hatter's disease. And mm-hmm. I had every symptom. I was mad as a hatter. And if you recall, or your <laughs> listeners recall what that is, these the people making felt hats were using mercury. And uh, they became known as mad as a hatter. So they became mercury toxic. So I went and got a mercury test. And unfortunately, I did a blood test and it came out negative, which... Huh. If I had Mad Hatter's disease, it would have been positive because that was acute mercury poisoning. But mm-hmm. um, as it turned out, I had chronic. So what happened was it was like a year after that. I, I, was, I became good friends with um, a very bright endocrinologist and because my, my thyroid and adrenals were shot. But every time mm-hmm. I tried to address them, some things would get better, but most things would get worse. Um, mm-hmm. So he... He said, Dan, I, I think you have mercury poisoning. And I said, I thought so too. But I did this test, came out negative. And he said, that's the wrong test. Do this one. So mm-hmm. I took a chelating agent, challenged it out of my tissues. And then there it was, as well as lead and some other things. And then, so of course, I asked the logical question, what do you think I got it? And he said, did you have any dental work done around the time this all happened? And I said, uh, you know, I may have because... I had two fillings removed and they put this gold in. And so mm. my good friend, who was my dentist, actually, I called him and he gave me the dates because I was journaling my cycling. I knew exactly when my symptoms started. So as it happened, it just a few days after that, uh, those two fillings, those amalgam fillings, those silver fillings in your mouth contain 50% mercury. Didn't know that, obviously, at the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. So taking them out just sent my bucket overflowing. Of course, they were leaching mercury into my brain the whole time. As a matter of fact, studies show that the number of fillings, those silver fillings you have in your mouth is equal on studies to how much they find in your brain on autopsies. So, Good Lord. yeah, and it leaches there for days. That's why this illness is typically a 30 year old illness, meaning that mm-hmm. you know, they're there and it's bioaccumulating in your brain. So that explained, because when I was trying to figure out my thyroid uh, and adrenal issues, I knew that it was upstream. Now, I, I even identified, I said several times to many people, I, I think it's my hypothalamus pituitary, which controls your thyroid, your adrenals. And well, I was right, because on studies, that's where the mercury accumulates, actually, mostly. And so, you know, that I had to get the rest of them out of my head. I had about six more safely correctly. And then I had to get the mercury out of my brain to ultimately get my life back. And there started my search and there started my, (laughs) what I teach today a lot, you know, and uh, the irony is this too. I'll just throw this out there is after shortly after I got my life back, um, we had a death in our family and uh, Mm -hmm. my wife's cousin, um, uh, they, her, she died and her husband tragically died. And we were left with two twins, boy and a girl. They were seven mm. at the time. And he oh, was wow. vaccine damaged along the way and ended up on the autism spectrum. 
And he, they ended up in my life. So I applied what I learned to myself to him. And he's now a normal kid. Matter of fact, he's, I just spoke to him <laughs> 30 minutes ago. Um, and you would never know. He's 21 now. But the point is, is that uh, everything I teach came out of this. Okay. You're, you're bringing up so many interesting things that I, I don't want to get too far ahead of us. I want to come back to your adopted uh, son and, and this issue about vaccine, because that's a, that's a huge, yeah. like almost conspiracy theory type topic that I want to get into. But before that, you know, I've got, you know, you're scaring me because I've got, I've got those same feelings, right? And they're still in my mouth. Mm. I don't think I'm as mad as a hatter, but you know, my wife might uh, question that one. But so you're saying that generally speaking, I've been leaching mercury into my head, just like you were from these feelings. Yeah, are there different types of feeling? Let's talk about that. Yeah, well, right the, the silver ones are the one. The white fillings are composite. They're not leaching mercury. but Yeah, but they, they didn't do white fillings back in the 60s and 70s when I got mercury. But here's the thing, right. Mark, is I wasn't mad as a hatter either. Um, mm. The hundreds of patients uh, that my doctors that I train see, the hundreds of clients that I see, you know, they all have their same story. They were just like you. They, mm. too, felt absolutely normal. And they, too, started with probably very simple. Um, mine started more quickly because I had two removed incorrectly, and it was just vaporized a bunch into my brain. But that's not typically how it starts. Typically, it's just, you know, I have some fatigue. I, you know, I might have a little brain fog. I don't remember the same anymore. You know, I'm not sleeping as deep as I, you know, and then it just kind of keeps going. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, life is different. So it never happens abruptly. If you have fillings right. in your mouth. It's not my opinion. You have mercury in your brain, which, by the way, Alzheimer's, dementia can start yeah. like that. And we know right. that it plays a role. Huh. So getting the feeling out, what did the dentist do wrong that caused a flood of mercury? I mean, it seems like you pop the thing out and all of a sudden that problem goes away. Yeah. Well, Obviously uh, yeah. You, when you drill on these fillings, you add heat and you add mercury vapor. So you have to, there's a process that what we call a biological safe dentist does. Number one, they put a block so you don't swallow any of the chunks that come out, which happens all the time. Mm -hmm. um, they give you fresh, constant air or oxygen. Uh, so you're mm. breathing fresh air, not the mercury vapor. They have, a, they have a, a, a filter that they put right in front of your mouth. It creates a negative air pressure that sucks the vapor into this filter that filters the mercury out of the air, protects them and you. So yeah, all of the, and they have special drills, you know, they keep copious amounts of water on the filling to keep the temperature down. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole process that safe dentist uses. Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, that dentist that does that, it took him some years, right. but I ended when I figured out what was wrong, I brought him all of this research because the ADA tells dentists that's safe and they have, and they keep changing their tune along the way. But you know, most dentists listen to their protective body, mm -hmm. um, but if they dug in deeper, they would realize, holy cow, there's a whole nother side to the story. So he did eventually, and now he practices safe dentistry. Is this um, common knowledge out there or, you know, would I, if I went to my dentist, would I have to say, hey, are you doing this, 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 and this, or is it, you know? Yeah, there, there's a whole a growing number of dentists now. It's called the I A omt.org and uh, it's the Academy of Oral Medicine Toxicology and mm. so iaomt.org and that's where you can find a safe dentist by the way but there's a growing number of them if you even put in google safe dentistry you'll find some but uh, you know it, and it's because they're own they dentists lead the way mm -hmm. in so many diseases including you know including uh, suicide, psychological disease, you know, psych psychotropic uh, types of conditions. And so it's, um, they're starting to educate themselves. Wow. That's fascinating. Okay. So I, I just made a mental note, literally wrote it into my task list to get my <laughs> feelings removed safely. Well, yeah, and again, go to a safe dentist. Right. And on my website, I have a pretty, there's a prep phase. You know, I mean, you need to, to prepare your cells and your downstream pathways then do it correctly with a safe dentist. Hmm. Then we can start silo detox to get it out of the brain. So that process has saved 
thousands of people's lives because I've trained hundreds of doctors around the country to do it. So, yeah. And you can find one of my docs on my website. So, since you brought it up, and I know we would get this later, but someone's you know, furiously you know, taking notes right now, what, what is the website so they can go check it out? Yeah, it's, it's DR, like doctor, DR, and then my last name, P-O-M-P-A.com. So drpompa.com. Got it. The Halo Neurostimulation System will help you to push boundaries and to perform at your maximum capacity. Now, I'm often testing new products here at Unbeatable Mind, and Halo is the most recent that I've tested. And I felt it absolutely needed to be passed on to the tribe. It's a neurostim device that electrically stimulates the movement centers in your brain. It helps you to move better and faster through neuroplastic adaptation. It's as simple to use as downloading an app and plugging in headphones and then sticking them on your head. Use it for 20 minutes and then you go do your movement or your workout. Now Halo, the company, has graciously offered to give a discount to Unbeatable Mind listeners. If you go to haloneuro.com and at checkout use the code unbeatablemind125, which will give you $125 off a Halo Sport model. That's an unbelievable offer. So use unbeatablemind125 at haloneuro.com, H-A-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com to get $125 off. Very generous offer that they put together. Hope you check it out. Hoo-yah. Okay, so let's say um, I found a safe dentist and I've gotten you know these things extracted. Now I got to go open up my brain and pull the mercury out. How do I do that? Yeah, so you know herein lies what I call true cell detox. You know, number one, I think detox has become very in vogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people realize today yeah. that okay, toxins are why they don't feel well, but. And even why they can't lose weight, ironically enough, which we could talk about that. But Mm -hmm. so, you know, they go and they do a colon cleanse, a liver cleanse. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different, the 10 day cleanse Mm -hmm. on every health food store. And, you know, some of those things are fine. However, they're too far downstream to truly matter. So that's where the term cellular detox Mm -hmm. came from. And so I have three criteria that make up true cellular detox and, you know, one of which is you have to upregulate cell function. So I have what I teach my five R's of how to get a cell to function. It, it was a roadmap. I was teaching doctors on how to upregulate cell function. It just kind of caught on in the public. Okay. But these cellular functions, like fixing the cell membrane, restoring the cellular energy, uh, you know, reducing inflammation, reestablishing methylation pathways, which mean nothing to your listeners mm-hmm. except <laughs> those functions are really how a cell gets rid of toxins day in, day out. Mm -hmm. So unless you reestablish those, you will not fix yourself permanently because the cell has to get rid of even the toxins it makes Mm -hmm. when it makes energy, Mm -hmm. PP. So we have to reestablish that. That's criteria one. Number two, you have to open up downstream pathways, Uh, the liver, the kidney, the gut. You have to close down the gut barrier. You have to do that as a pre you know, really a preparatory phase before we even start the process. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, the third criteria that makes up true detox is using real binders. So many of your listeners may have heard of Corella, the, you know, metal magnet or cilantro, all these different things, but none of those things are really true binders. A true binder has the ability to hold on to something as hard mm-hmm. to hold on as a heavy metal, not let go till it's all the way out of the body. Mm. And those have to be used. And they have to be used correctly. So we use one that helps take the things from the cell all the way to the gut. And then we have another one that helps to take it from the gut all the way out of the body. So you don't reabsorb it from the gut, hmm. which happens. It's called autointoxication. So we use these true binders. We upregulate cell function. We open up the pathways and we use these true binders to make sure the stuff leaves the body all the way. So that's in a nutshell what true cell detox is. And then we do that in three phases, Mark. We do it in a prep phase a body phase, and then finally the brain phase. That's the deep phase, which, you know, we teach people to do because, you know, it's typically years, not months to get that stuff out of the brain. No kidding. This isn't just a quick little uh, detox program that's going to, you know, I'm going to buy some supplements and be done with it in eight days. I wish it were so simple, but unfortunately we bioaccumulate these toxins from the womb to the tomb. (laughs) So matter of fact, I, I mentioned the study earlier. There's 
There's a study called the DRASH study, which not that that matters to anyone, but just <laughs> it's a very accurate study because they looked at autopsy studies of fetuses, and babies, you know, you know, uh, you know, from death, from birth. Um, and what they found was the, the amount of mercury in the baby's brains was proportional to how many fillings the mom had in her mouth. Okay. So meaning that the mercury in utero started from mom's fillings mm -hmm. and literally proportional to how much is, was in the baby's brain mm -hmm. on autopsy. So very, very, and I'm preparing a talk. Ironically enough, I'm doing a talk at Bulletproof um, and putting that talk together. Uh, I was, I literally had so many studies. I chose four studies to, to validate my point, mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's how many studies actually show that. That's interesting. So what, um, God, I got so many questions. What other sources I've heard of mercury coming from fish, right? So uh, that's where I would have typically thought it, but I, you know, I guess now that makes sense. I have heard in the past that mercury can come from your fillings. I don't think anybody knows how, you know, how big of a problem this is. So let's just establish that. This is news to me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and then it's been building up for years. So if, you, if you're a fish eater and you've got these, and it, what, let's say I'm listening to this podcast and, and I'm not a fish eater and I don't have any fillings, should I still be worried? Well, let's talk about, in one of my PowerPoints, um, I have a graph and y'all can Google this. <laughs> the number one adult source of mercury. Number one, by far, four times the amount is amalgam fillings. Number two was vaccines. Hmm. Uh, flu shots um, still have 25 micrograms of mercury, which is a massive amount of ethyl mercury, which crosses right into the brain. And the third source was seafood okay. and then other environmental sources after that. So amalgams, vaccines, and then it was seafood. So you know, if you look at those sources, Hugh Fuddenberg is the, uh, he's probably at least the most quoted immunologist of our time. I mean, I think his name is on at least 800 different peer-reviewed papers. So the guy knows a little bit. Yeah. He, in one of his studies, looked at um, a 10-year period. And if someone had five consecutive flu shots in that 10-year period, they had a tenfold increase of Alzheimer's. No shit. Uh, similar studies with Parkinson's and when asked, when, when he was asked, where, where is the source coming from or why, why is this occurring? I'm sorry. Um, he said is the bioaccumulation of mercury and aluminum in the brain. Now, Hugh took some heat. If you go to the CDC website, uh, they still, they knock Hugh's uh, findings down and there's still like a comment about them. Hmm. Hugh to this day stands by those findings mm -hmm. and has now been backed by other studies. So, you know, I mean, I'm not telling anyone not to vaccinate, not to get a flu shot, but I'm telling you, you better do your homework. Mm -hmm. So what other, we've learned that, you know, fillings, vaccines, and fish are the most common source, not just of mercury, but you said of aluminum and probably other trace things as well, right? Yeah. And they're all, they're all bad, but mercury seems to be the major problem, right? It is, but you know, we have something else happening today. So uh, yeah, we have aluminum, we have mercury, right? And uh, just in one hepatitis B vaccine, just to give you an example, there's 250 micrograms of aluminum, mm -hmm. which if you look at that, we're giving that to a baby, right? Yeah. Uh, hepatitis B at birth, by the way. And if you look at what the government considers safe for aluminum in an IV, a 24-hour IV in an 8 to 10-pound child, it's about 35 micrograms of uh, aluminum. We're giving 250 in one shot. So Jeez. you can imagine. Uh, and then, then, you know, whatever, months later, we're giving, you know, more of those shots. Mm -hmm. So you know, up to a hundred times more than what government bodies say is allowed. So, I mean, we're, we're far over what the body can handle. Now we have another problem happening today, something called glyphosate. It's being sprayed on our entire food supply. Glyphosate is the active ingredient in Roundup, which is the number one herbicide pesticide on the planet. Yeah. Glyphosate. Right. Uh, Stephanie Seneff, uh, she's the senior scientist at MIT. It was her 2012 study that actually showed that this chemical that we're all being exposed to, they, they say it's in 60% of the rainfall, for goodness sake. So even to some degree, it could be in organic crops. So we're all being exposed. But what she said is it's opening up the blood-brain barrier. Mm -hmm. It's allowing things like mercury and aluminum 
to cross deeper in to the nerve tissue in the brain, which she believes is why we're seeing this massive increase in dementia, in Alzheimer's, in autism related disorders. So in a, not to mention the same chemical wipes out our good gut bacteria, which creates dysbiosis, leaky gut, autoimmune. So we, we have, we're inheriting mercury from our parents. Oh, I didn't even talk about lead yet because that's also inherited from mom in utero. We're getting exposed to it via vaccines, amalgam fillings into our environment, fish, I mean, things you mentioned. And then we're exposed to this chemical, which is now allowing it to go deeper into the brain. Uh, so this is a problem today. And I, I think it's leading to even the overuse of psychotropic drugs, antidepressants. Mm -hmm. uh, at least when you look at the statistics, there's something happening here. Jeez, I'm getting depressed. Holy cow. Thinking, <laughs> Don't take a psychotropic drug. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I need a psychotropic. Holy cow. So Roundup, that's Monsanto. So that, I've heard a lot about Roundup. So they're spraying this shit. Is there any movement or pressure to have them like stop doing that in order to change the formula of this? You know, I, I, I was interviewed on, um, a, it's a docu-series. Uh, it was called GMOs Revealed. Mm. And uh, you can Google it, find it. It's out there. And um, it was incredible. I, you know, I was one of the experts. I mean, there were so many experts. I thought uh, just incredible. But exposing, uh, you know, this chemical for what it is. And yes, it's sprayed in massive amounts on genetically modified foods such as corn, mm -hmm. I mean, do not eat corn. If you watch me order something or, you know, from a restaurant, even a healthy restaurant, so to speak, if they can't prove to me that that corn is 100% organic or soy, mm -hmm. I will not eat it. Or the corn oil or the soy oil, which I wouldn't eat anyway. But hmm. the, the GMO, the genetically modified organisms, they're, they're raising them to handle massive amounts of this chemical hmm. without dying. And therefore there are massive exposures. And there's other problems with those genetically modified organisms, but the overexposure is massive. And yes, Monsanto is the company that makes the chemical and then makes the genetically modified seed that can handle more of the chemical. So <laughs> go figure. I mean, that's figure that one out yourself. But listen, they fought for years saying it doesn't cause cancer and, you know, and tumors, et cetera. You know, now they can't say that anymore because the studies have stacked up on them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, beware, educate yourself, watch GMO Revealed, and listen to some of these other experts. This podcast is supported by my friends at Ample, a convenient and healthy meal in a bottle. Now, the Ample meal isn't just a protein shake. It's a complete meal, including the fiber, healthy fats, protein, and pre and probiotics. I love this stuff, and I try to have at least one a day. Check them out at AmpleMeal.com. Now, they know how much I love this product and are offering you, the listener, a 15% discount off your first order if you enter the code UNBEATABLE15. That's 1-5. UNBEATABLE15. I know how hard it is when you're constantly traveling, training, running from here and there. It's nonstop, the world we live in, and having an Ample Meal on the go makes eating healthy so much easier. It helps me stay on track and eating healthy knowing I'm getting all the nutritional needs met. I just pack the bottle in my bag and then when I add water, I drink it, I'm done. Piece of cake. So check out amplemeal.com. Use the code unbeatable1515, unbeatable15 to get 50% off your first order. This is the new MRE. Check it out. Here we are. So you mentioned Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, uh, autism. What other problems can, you know, reveal themselves either at a young or an old age, you know, with this issue? Well, you know, I, I think that if we just, I would say most of your listeners probably haven't experienced any of those conditions, but they might have experienced lack of energy. They're not recovering from exercise anymore. They're not sleeping the same. Maybe they have adrenal or thyroid issues. This is where it all starts. Or here's another one. Despite what you're eating and how much you're exercising, you can't get lose the weight and have abs anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're gaining weight. You can't lose 10 pounds. You've gained 10 and can't lose it. All of that mm -hmm. is linked to neurotoxic issues. Hmm. You know, and I, and I have a saying, you won't get well until you fix the cell. And more specifically, you won't get well until you detox the cell. Mm-hmm. 
What about ADD and ADHD? And my son is, was diagnosed, quote-unquote, with those, you know, and so it affected his educational path and all that. Could those, but he didn't have any vaccines. We actually, well, maybe we did. I can't remember. After, I should know that. I, we didn't do much. I know that. So, and nor does he have right. any feelings. So I'm wondering, at any rate, can uh, ADD and ADHD be related to vaccines? Because I think that's when I, when I earlier, that's, you know, that's here, the big conspiracy theory, right? Yeah, I mean, it can, but I would, I would argue that there's sure a perfect storm that takes place. So uh, my son was diagnosed uh, with it as well. I mean, he's fine and all now, but I mean, but the point is, is though my wife had massive lead. She got it from her mother because that is the number one lead. I talked about mercury from the fillings in mom and your wife may or may not have fillings, but lead went through my wife's mother to her and disrupted my wife's hormones, by the way, despite a perfect diet and all those things. Hmm. And they, my children, not vaccinated, ate a perfect diet, all of a sudden had gut issues, ADD, and we tested their lead and their lead was off the chart. Hmm. And so where did they get it? Of course, they got it from mom. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife was heading down the same road as her mother who ended up with such hormone dysregulation. She had breast cancer, mm -hmm. went the standard route. Ten years later, ended up with uterine cancer because she was a cure for breast cancer, um, not dealing with the cause. So therefore, it showed up in another cancer. Two years later, died of uterine cancer. And my wife's hormone disruption driven by her lead was heading in the same direction. So... You have to understand that what we're being exposed to just from utero mm. and then now being exposed to your children and mine are being exposed to levels of this glyphosate. And if you look at Stephanie Seneff, uh, you know, Google her name. She's from MIT and it's S-E-N-E-F-F. -E if you read her stuff, it's one study after another and it'll link to a lot of other studies, but showing how glyphosate is disrupting our microbiome. That's our good bacteria in our gut that we need for our brain in between our ears to function mm -hmm. normally and have a normal immune system. If we're looking at the chemicals we're inheriting and then the chemicals we're being exposed to, causing these chemicals to go deeper into our nerve system. Mm -hmm. You know, ADD now becomes something that's just so prevalent. You know, one out of five kids today have learning disabilities. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you know, we are in a state right now that we've never been in as a country. You know, when we look at these shootings that are occurring, you know, and I'm, I'm going to piss some people off right now, but, you know, I have to, I think, you know, is it the guns? But I asked this question. I asked this question. Why didn't we have shootings when I was a kid? Right. I'm 52. Oh, we had one, the University of Texas, right? And he was an ex-Marine with a brain tumor. Mm -hmm. You know, people had more access, easier access to guns then. which changed, you know, which changed, right. you know, I know that I know that we're loading kids up with more and more psychotropic medications. We're loading kids up with more vaccines. We have a chemical that's uh, causing these toxins to cross deeper into their brain. Our country leads the way in all of these chemicals, psychotropic drugs, every one of these things. So just maybe that's the bigger issue. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree. I mean, these things are, of course, all interrelated, and guns don't kill people. People kill people. You know, we've heard that one before, and there's an element of truth. Of course, we don't want, you know, the people who are mentally unstable to get the guns in the first place either, but that's um, – you're right, though. I mean, the other thing is when we were kids, you know, we ate really, really close to the earth, and we didn't have this roundup. And so in spite of the threatenings and the vaccines, we weren't getting that – Glyphos, you know, glyphosate effect and whatever, mm -hmm. the, whatever other crap is in Roundup. I mean, so it's, it's literally killing people. And I, you know, I, I do think that's the major disease. You know, I, I was talking to um, Joshua Shramos Cooper, who wrote this book called The Seventh Sense. And he was saying that the disease of the 21st century is insanity. And when I heard that, I was thinking, well, that's accurate. But I was thinking it was probably because or most likely associated with just the massive distraction and uh, cultural chatter and inability to, to really find any uh, silence or ground yourself, right? But it's probably yeah. that relate as well as what you're talking about, or these two are kind of like... It's know. a perfect storm, Mark, right? I mean, it is. Come on, let's you know face it. I... I think that it's part of it, what you said. I think that all of it put together um, 
is why we are where we are. And I, I do, I see it as being the, the downfall. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I guess that's one of the things that motivates me. I, I know that if I can clear kids' brains, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to create a different world and a different paradigm. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I feel like, I feel if we don't do that, then I, it doesn't, we're just going to keep heading down this route to where, to, you know, right. to absolute disruption, you know, destruction. I, you right. know, so, yeah, I mean, do I have hope? I do. I, that's why I do what I do. But, you know, am I absolutely, do I absolutely feel that as a country we're heading down the wrong road rapidly? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's so much going on in, with uh, AI and technology. Are there any medical, you know, AI supported solutions that, that might help us, you know, haul ourselves out of this mess by our bootstraps in the next five, 10 years? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think when we look at, you know, increases in technology, of course we can talk about the bad part of them, you know, but I, I think that, um, you know, I, I sure in my field have utilized uh, technology as, you know, parts of the answer. I mean, from testing, even testing the microbiome, there's a test right now called biome, uh, which we're able to look at the RNA and look at the, you know, the gut and the disruption of bacteria and we're coming up with more answers on how to fix it because you have to understand i let me paint a picture here if you imagine a three-legged stool we all have you know the the analogy that goes with the three-legged stool you know all three legs have to be there for it to stand up if you understand why people are getting sick uh, think about these three legs you have certain genes that get turned on and we're getting better technology to even understanding genetics and what's happening we used to think if you just if your mom had diabetes, you had it, right? Or got it, if, you know, because of her. Well, we know it's not true. We know that very few diseases are pure genetic diseases. Right. Most of it is epigenetic, where it's triggered and turned on. And technology is showing now we have we can actually turn these genes off, but right. very few doctors are doing it. It's part of what I teach. So that's one leg of the stool. Certain genes are getting turned on, and we need to turn them off. Mm-hmm. So there, here lies the solution. Here lies the cause. And then let's another leg of the stool are the stressors that we've been talking about that turn on those genes. Mm-hmm. We have to remove them. And that's where my cellular detox really is all about. Mm-hmm. But there's physical and emotional stressors too. I mean, no doubt that can turn on those genes. But if we remove the stressors, do the things that we know that turn off the genes, mm-hmm. now we're getting somewhere. Then the third leg of the stool is this disruption of the microbiome, our bacteria that starts at birth. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, you know, getting worse and worse. And this microbiome creates a leaky gut, which simply means undigested proteins, toxins are crossing over your gut into your bloodstream, driving all these allergies, autoimmune. I mean, your body to attack itself. So we know that we, part of what we're, what I'm teaching is we have to fix the microbiome. Mm -hmm. We have to remove the stressors and we have to turn off the genes. So that three-legged stool analogy is kind of how my multi-therapeutic approach that I teach actually where that came from. Mm-hmm. But technology plays a big role in how we're doing all of it. Mm-hmm. So we only have a few minutes left, but uh, and I know this information all, is all at your website, but, you know, walk again, walk me through, I, I've gotten my, uh, my feelings removed and I'm like super motivated now to detox. What's, and you said it's a multi-year process, which is an eye-opener for me because I was thinking, okay, I, I, don't know, I want to do this. <laughs> but now I'm thinking, okay, this is a big commitment. What's the process look like and you know, what, what am I in for? Yeah, so the process, um, <laughs> we do a prep phase where you know, we do give some of these things that upregulate the cell. And then we, we do give some things to uh, open up the downstream detox pathways. And you know, then we move into what we call body phase, where now we actually upregulate something in the cell called glutathione, which helps move toxins out. Then we start using those true binders that I mentioned, mm-hmm. one called cytodetox, which kind of brings the cells or brings the toxins from the cell all the way to the gut. You know, so, you know, that's the process. Then we move into a brain phase where we use fat soluble binders that have the ability to cross the blood brain barrier. So it's kind of step by step. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, you know, it, it's a, it's a process that, uh, you know, this is you, our goal is always to teach the person so they can do it long enough to matter. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you go to my website, I, you know, I do a podcast called Cellular Healing TV. Mm-hmm. I interview experts as well, like you do from all over the world and all over, you know, different types of uh, health issues. I mean, you name it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if you start watching those shows, you'll gather a lot of information on what we're doing to fix these 
types of conditions. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, I mean, part of my process is fasting. I mean, even block fasting, you'll see people there that have fasted many, many days on just water, even, you know, broth fast, water fast, something called, called way water fasting. We intermittent fast them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so a lot of this is all put together. Matter of fact, how we fix the microbiome, that third leg of the stool that I mentioned, um, we use these ancient healing strategies of fasting to do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, all of it together, <laughs> start watching the episodes. I, you know, here's the thing. Every, I know everyone listening wants that simple thing. Take this one thing, right? I, you know, I, I would be a phony. Well, you're going to speak <laughs> at the Bulletproof Confer- Conference. That's that's like the, the holy grail of quick fixes, you know. So <laughs> you're going to get the question, what can I do tomorrow? Maybe fasting is yeah. probably the answer. Well, start fasting. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Fasting is amazing because the fasting relies on the innate intelligence of the body, uh, you know, to, to do what it needs to do. And it's the safest form, believe it or not, of cleansing or detox. And, you know, the body will do what it, it won't do over what it should do or it won't do mm-hmm. under, you know, it just kind of knows what to do. And um, I'm a big believer and I've done many podcasts on fasting. So big believer in fasting. Okay, so let me see if I can summarize. So uh, fasting is, is definitely something we want to do right away. Um, and, and, of course, learning how to do that, I would recommend people go check out your website to learn different types of fast. I intermittent fast, meaning where I try, to, I try not to eat anything between 7 p.m. and like 10 a.m. the next day. And I also, uh, the mm-hmm. first thing I eat after that is my ample, which has a, a copious supply of pre and probiotics, which I'm, I'm hoping and assuming and it's, I certainly seem to experience a good effect on my biome. Okay, so that's intermittent fasting. And then would you recommend, uh, w- you know, one 24 or 48-hour period a month or, you know, a longer period? Yeah, I actually, uh, what do you think? I wrote an article called Diet Variation, and um, it, it talks about why I believe it's really important to vary our diet seasonally mm-hmm. and even weekly. So right, right. let me give you an example of that, what to answer your question, right? I, so we we like to force the body into adaptation, just like exercise, right? Your body adapts, you get stronger. So we, we don't, you know, we'll put someone in ketosis, so to speak, where you're for, we're get carbohydrates under a certain amount to where it forces the cell to burn fat as an energy source. And then it makes ketones and the brain uses ketones. Many of your listeners, I'm sure know what that is. Some do, some don't. I've done shows on it, and so have you, I'm sure. But here's the thing. So we put them in this low carb state you know, place to force their cells to use fat as an energy source. Mm-hmm. But once or twice a week, we throw high carbs at it to remind the body it's not starving. Because if you restrict, if you restrict your calories or your, um, your carbohydrates too long, the body will think it's starving. And then you'll actually start to gain fat and lose muscle. So mm-hmm. and then what we like to do is we like to throw one or two days a week where we only eat one time. So mm-hmm. we fast 23, 24 hours. So, and I do it all the time. I did it yesterday. I just ate one meal. But on the weekend, um, I ate far more. I feasted. So my diet variation, I call feast, famine, cycling. So mm-hmm. we know that it forces adaptation and it works. So we can get people who were not able to lose weight, even on the most strict diet. All of a sudden, they start doing these feast, famine cycles. Now, all of a sudden, boom, they start losing weight again. Uh, And there's multiple reasons that I talk about why and what it does and how it changes the genes and the epigenome, et cetera. But that's a whole other show, Mark. We're going to do another show. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) That's fascinating. Feast, fam, and cycling. That that sounds – I love the the fam and I love the cycling. I've been talking about that for a while. Even though I don't really focus on nutrition, it always kind of comes up with my clients. Joe Mercola is he's a friend of mine and yeah. one of the uh, reviewers of his new book called Fat for Fuel. And mm-hmm. uh, I helped write a part of chapter 10, which I talked about feast, famine, cycling in his book. And you uh, uh, you know, can pick it up. I, I thought Joe did a great job in it. Um, there's probably eight of us that um, peer reviewed the book. Well, feast, um, feasting, and, feasting and famine, what we're really talking about is inducing ketogenesis. Am I right? Because that's, I mean, that's the way I've understood it. It's like, you know, you feast yeah, on, I mean, you on know, high protein, high fat, and then you, you go intermittent, you know, you go through a deficit with an intermittent fasting, and then you're going to basically send your body into a ketogenic state for at least a yeah, so period of time. Ketosis, I mean, you, it really should be moderate protein because right. too much protein is not good either. It elevates something called mTOR, which 
right. you know, ages your body very quickly, actually, and you can drive inflammation. But so it's moderate protein, high fat, mm-hmm. low carbohydrates, and then you'll force your cells to burn fat as a major energy source. And then mm-hmm. your brain can't use fat. So it, it makes it burns fat and makes something called ketones and then the brain uses them. So when we put someone in that state, now when they're not eating in an intermittent fast, right? So um, I haven't eaten today. It's three o'clock my time and I haven't eaten one meal today. Mm. Now, what have I been eating? I've been eating my fat as an energy source, making ketones, which my brain loves. So my busy days, you know, I try to eat much less. Now look, we know, you want to live longer. We know that every study shows the only thing that really works is eating less. Okay. Mm-hmm. So people think this, that you eat half your plate and push the other half away. No ancient culture on the planet does that. Mm-hmm. So how do they eat less? They eat less by eating less often. That's and that's the principle of my new book. You know, don't eat less, eat less often. And that's the key. So at the end of the day, we eat less but we're doing it by eating less often. So we carry out a fast through the night, through the morning. And by the way, you could eat in the morning and then fast the other way too. I mean, whatever works for your schedule, but we eat in an eating window. So typically I'm eating in a four to six hour eating window and that's where I ingest my food and I don't eat anywhere outside of that. And something else amazing happens called autophagy, meaning that during that fast, whether it's 18, 16 hours, your body's eating the bad cells. It's getting rid of the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what happens to people's health. So this fasting and these fasting strategies with the cellular detox, you know, with everything that we're doing, that's what I call my multi-therapeutic approach. And, you know, it works. It works. It works for healthy people to become healthier. And it works for sick people to become well. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a transcript of this and study it. This is really interesting stuff. So you want it? Um <laughs> So fasting, intermittent fasting, eat less, eat high fat, moderate protein, and low carbs. I love that. Um, constantly vary your diet. That makes a lot of sense. Um, get your silver uh, fillings removed and stay away from anything yep. that's GMO, especially corn. What, what and you got, a lot of, you got a lot of good things out of this and, and, uh, and fix the cell and get well. Everything else, you got to go to drpompa.com to learn because I'm pretty much tapped out. My brain hurts, but it's probably because I got too much mercury in it. Certainly not from this conversation. (laughs) But you're not mad as a hatter, so thank God. I'm definitely not as mad as a hatter yet. I'm going to pay close attention to this and I'm going to get those feelings removed. I'm going to start digging in. This has been very, very interesting. Super appreciate your time. I know everyone listening is just like they're literally draws are dropping and it's not from the weight of the silver in their feelings. So super stoked for the work you're doing. I look forward to meeting you in person. Uh, I won't be at the Bulletproof Conference, but um, say hi to Dave for me and all my other buddies there. And um, wow, I do think we should have a follow-up or, or I, I, I don't know. This seems to be such an important issue that I can't imagine. Yeah, well, let, let's do a follow-up. I'll commit to that. So Because I, I do fully understand that I opened up a lot of cans. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And, uh, so yeah. let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's All right. Some so of those what's, what's the title of your new book uh, going to be? Do you have a title? Yet? Yeah. I, I, you know, you'd think I would know, but I mean, I, it, it may be, you know, fix the cell yeah. to get well. Um, I think probably it will be the title, but they say you should never title your own book ever, yeah. ever, ever. So um, if they tell me that's not the title, I'll go, okay. Yeah. And when when do you think you'll have that out in the market? Uh, you know, honestly, we're trying for January. So, okay. you know, Good. hopefully. All right. And uh, so Dr. Pompa, D-R-P-O-M-P-A.com. Check out the book. If you if you can't wait until January, then he's also got a book called The Cellular Healing Diet out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds like you got a ton of uh, content at your website and also services. So this is an important one, folks. Don't blow it off. And there's no hack. I, I think this is going to, this requires not only all of us to get on board with it and get our kids on board, uh, but also to educate our clients and our friends um, so we don't go crazy. And, you know, because my, my, my wife's father, my father-in-law is dealing with not Alzheimer's, but Parkinson's. And I've always thought, my gosh, it's just diet. It's just fueling. There's something that he's done in his life, you know, but now I realize that he probably couldn't have eaten any better. It, it really is almost out of our control because these are environmental and cultural things that we've been dealing with, you know? And so, the good news is what we're learning from you, Dr. Pompa, is there is a solution, but you got to take control. You can't have someone else do it for you, right? 
That's right, man. Absolutely. Going to do the work. Awesome. All right. Uh, hang on, Dr. Pompa. I need you to, to keep your computer running so the Zencast can upload his thing. And um, uh, I look forward to meeting you in person. I know that everyone who's listening to this uh, super appreciates your work and uh, your time today and and look forward to your book coming out and everything You're else. welcome. Thank you very much. All right. Hoo-ya. All right, folks. You heard it. Dr. Daniel Pompa, drpompa.com. Uh, that was one of the more fascinating you know, I guess I'm taking this really personally because I know that I've had these freaking feelings in my mouth for years. And, you know, I've got mercury in my brain just like you do. And, if, you know, we got to take care of that. Wow. And until we do, stay, stay away from the gun cabinet, for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm just joking there because uh, that's a serious issue. But, you know, our, I, I'm with them. Our culture is spiraling out of control. And largely it's because of a lot of unwise practices fostered on us uh, unwittingly, I might add, by folks like Monsanto and our own government. You know, it's not like there's a major conspiracy. These people just didn't have a clue. And now we do. And it's largely through the work of guys like Dr. Pompa and, you know, uh, Stephanie Seneff and these others. So let's get on board and support the effort because if not us, who? Right? Who? Who's going to do it? And I don't, I'm not comfortable just sitting back and watching things spiral out of control. So I'm going to do my part and I want you to as well. That's what it means to be part of the Unbeatable Mind tribe. So thank you for your work, uh, self-mastery, and service to others and humanity. So hoo do the work, uh, support Dr. Pompa, and let's, uh, let's get on the detox plan, begin our fasting, don't eat GMO, get those silver fillings removed, and uh, get on board with a ketosis and variable feast, famine, cycling diet. And thanks for your service. Yeah, hoo Thank you, Dr. Pompa. You rock. And... Uh, Hopefully we'll meet you soon. Absolutely. Lock it low, boys. Time to explode, boys. Make sure you get home, boys. They got your back. The pride of the fleets. The bright swinging frog.